0: Hello, America. Welcome to Your Leo Nation. I am the chief, Mark Garrett. So glad to be here with you. The Your Leo Nation is a place where we support and believe in the rule of law. And I don't think there's a better person to talk to us about the rule of law and sometimes how it's not followed, unfortunately, than our guest today, Sam Faddis, retired CIA operations officer. Sam, thank you for your return visit to Your Leo Nation. Happy to be here. Thank you very much. We're happy to have you. Our buddy put that in quotes. Hunter Biden is back in the news. Uh, We know he's under a new indictment now, one that's maybe more appropriate than the previous one. And I talked about this uh, recently on a show, uh, that they're still missing something in that indictment, in in my opinion. And that's a fair violation that I believe that he committed, along with other people surrounding him and his universe. And we we may want to touch on that some uh, during the show today. But I found out through conversation with you that you actually have some intimate knowledge of the infamous laptop that really is the core of all this. And of course I've done a little research before and since we've talked, but just want to get a little background from you about your exposure to the laptop and how we got out of this conversation today. Yeah, whenever you mention Hunter's laptop and then use the word exposure
1: that that conjures up some ugly images, but I, I actually retain access to, to a copy of the hard drive of Hunter Wyden's laptop to this day. But I was originally brought into this by Jack Maxey and Steve Bannon back when Maxey and Bannon were working together. Folks who followed the laptop saga, the laptop was turned over by this hard drive, by the laptop repair guy to the FBI. But he maintained a copy of the hard drive because he had seen enough on the hard drive to understand, at least generally, that there's some evidence of serious crimes here. And then that, I believe, made its way to Giuliani and from there to Steve Bannon. Now, there were multiple. The hard drive was imaged, if you will, copied multiple times here. So this is not just one. Such drive. It ended up very quickly in the hands, anyway, of Steve Bannon and Jack Maxey. And they, I had a relationship with them. In other words, I knew them. I had been on the program. And they asked me to come down to DC and look at it. And this is, I think, critical for people to understand. They asked me to come down to look at it because Mm -hmm. they wanted to be sure that what they had was something authentic, that they were not being played that they were not pawns in some kind of game. And so they brought me down. I drove down immediately and then basically sat up all night in the townhouse in D.C. looking at this thing. They also had a another gentleman who was more of a technical guy come in. And there was no sort of this is the conclusion we want you to reach kind of thing. It was, tell us, what do we got here? Are we being played? Is this the Russians, the Chinese? Somebody, is this a game? Because if so, we're... We're not interested in being used work or is this thing for real? My response pretty quickly, frankly, to them was, which it would be impossible to fake what, what you have. I said to them, literally, if I was still operational and you told me at the agency, we want to do this to some other guy, I would have told you, you can't do that. Can I fabricate an email and stick it on a laptop? Maybe even that's not as simple as you might think because there are a lot of things that have to line up for that to be authenticated. But the contents of this are just too many variables. So I told him straight up from the beginning yeah, 100% this is real. Anybody who says to the contrary either has no
0: idea what they're talking about or is deliberately lying. To you. Well, that's uh, interesting on so many levels. He said that anybody who says something to the contrary is lying to you. You can't put it in uh, starker and clearer terms than that, which kind of brings us to the next point I want to touch on. So we had, in, in 2020, before the 2020 election, we had 51 right. former so-called intelligence officers that signed a letter, an open right. letter, quote-unquote debunking the laptop, and saying that it had all the hallmarks of Russian uh, interference or Russian fingerprints or things like this. Now, I think you laid out very clearly why you, as an intelligence expert, believe, as do many other people, that the laptop is authentic. And I wonder if you can juxtapose your opinion, your reasoning to why this is to why it's legitimate to 51 people who say that it was not real or likely not real. How is this possible and what was their motivation?
1: Yeah, well, just up front to just elaborate just a little bit on why I say this is obviously authentic without getting lost in the music. The laptop is a garbage dump of texts, video clips, in some cases, voice recordings, Images Hunter took. Apparently, every time Hunter has takes off his clothes, Hunter insists on videotaping and photographing himself. There's just all kinds of garbage on here. There's a video clip, and it's Hunter, and he. This is one of a zillion. He's in a hotel in Hong Kong, and of course, stark naked. And there's X number of god awful Slavic-looking gentlemen, also in the room, also in stages of undress, and a prostitute in the middle of this and stacks of Viagra and cocaine and everything else. Okay, so you're going to say, all right, you can Photoshop or or image, play with the image and put Hunter's face there, whatever. Okay, but yeah, could you do that? Will it stand up to any scrutiny? No, it won't. First of all, there are technical reasons why you will be able to see the file has been messed with. But leaving that aside, just for folks that are not technically inclined, that's a real hotel room on a real date in a real place. And those are all real people and all that fur- So think about them just in that little short video clip or even an image, all the things you would have to know in order for that to be authentic, which hotel room, the exact orientation, the locations of the furniture, the color of the carpet, and not today, but on whatever date that image says it was taken. Right. So six years ago, a particular room 201, this hotel, Hong Kong, the woman is a real person. Where she was on that date at that time, which is all embedded in the image, can be determined. All those guys are real people. Where were they? How'd they get there? Plane travel, Hunter, where was he? The clothes that are lying all over the floor, those, everything that's there. Okay. Could you create an image and somebody look at it and not immediately? say that's a fake. Yeah. How long would you stand up to actual scrutiny of that image by somebody and you're doing no time at all impossible. Then we get to the part where all of these things don't just exist on Hunter's laptop. They've been backed up to the cloud as the FBI recently admitted. Everything on the laptop jives with what Apple has on the cloud they ex- every he sends these images to people all over the planet. Well, then they exist on servers. They exist on their laptops. They exist on their computers. Come on, this is literally one image I'm talking about. You can't say this. so. Why did these guys sign the letter? I think Mike Morrell, who was a who's a former acting director of CIA, and is the guy that kind of took point on orchestrating this whole thing, the letter and all this. When he was asked recently in Congress under oath, why would you sign the letter? He said straight up, because I wanted Biden to win the election. So at least for once in his life, he was demonstrated some candor and some integrity. Yeah, they signed a letter. And by the way, they built in all sorts of legalese, fine print stuff. At the bottom, it says we haven't actually seen it and so forth. They gave themselves an escape hatch. But they knew the whole thing would be translated on the front page of the Washington Post to 51 top spies say the laptops of mm-hmm. fake." And in fact, by the way this all went down, it was not like they signed the letter and then the Post decided they would run an article about it. The Post was in the mix as the letter was being crafted. So the entire thing was built from the ground up with the full understanding and cooperation of the Washington Post that they were going to say the headline would be
0: pay no attention to the laptop. It's a fake. It's Russian disinformation. Sam, I've oh, got ai oh. I can't resist interrupting you with that because this is such, such an important point that you have just not just made, but as far as I'm concerned, revealed, this is literally news to me. What you just shared the Washington post was actually a part of the process of this letter. Is that accurate?
1: 100%, 100%. They did, the letter was not crafted in a vacuum, and then the post mm-hmm.
0: learned of it and ran an right. article about it. The post was in the mix as it was being. So and there's so much to talk about here, but this is a the point that you raise, the point that you reveal that you made right now is it's a topic onto itself for another show. Maybe it's so dense and it has so much substance but just to just for a few minutes, I'd like to touch on this. For years, we've been hearing the word disinformation as to apply as it applies to anything that may not fit one party's narrative. That's disinformation. Whether it's political, whether it was the COVID vaccine, whether it was lockdowns, all these things it's disinformation. And here, if what you're saying is accurate, and I certainly believe what you're saying is true, and you can probably back that up, if it is true. This is really the height of disinformation. This is a media publication, supposedly a news outlet that's simply supposed to report the facts that is actually manipulating, with the help of former government officials what you and I read in the news.
1: Yeah, and look, it ought to terrify every American, regardless of political affiliation. You're a Republican. You're a Democrat. You despise both parties. I don't care. This whole event ought to really terrify you because what happened, what's going on here is there's about to, at the time frame we're talking about, there's about to be an election and Biden's running and the powers that be just know, understand whatever tagline you want to put on that, the press the deep state, permanent Washington, the whole cabal, if you will, they understand that if this laptop comes out and is treated seriously, and the Americans are actually looking at what is just mountains of evidence. Forget about the the hookers and the coke and all that. Mountains of evidence of not just corruption, but money coming from hostile foreign interests first and foremost, the Chinese Communist Party, to the Bidens, this is going to kill Biden's chances of being elected. That's straight up. That's, that's what this is. And so you got the folks who absolutely don't want Donald Trump in the White House. Again, who just decide, well, we're going to interfere in an American domestic election. We're going to lie to the American people. We're gonna cover this thing up. We're gonna memory hole it. Whatever, again, whatever verbiage you want to use, precisely for the reason Mike Morrell, former director of CIA, said, because they wanted to get Biden mm-hmm. elected. Now that's so the intelligence officials. I got to tell you, the when you're an intelligence, if, when you're an intelligence officer in the agency, your whole reason for existing is to provide the truth to policymakers as quote, as best you can discern the facts. And you do not interfere in the democratic process and you don't shade your reporting and your integrity is absolutely everything. Now, I don't, if the president wants me to look into a subject, yes, I'll do everything. I will move heaven and earth to try to get to the facts but when I find those facts, as best I can discern them, I will provide them without bias, without shading. I won't cover things up. I won't spin things over then to the policymakers to decide what going to do. So for all these guys that are claiming to be former top spies to intervene here in a deliberate effort to manipulate an American election. That's as close to blasphemy as you can get in terms of my profession.
0: It's horrible. Well, you're 100% right on this. And here we are now moving forward. I'm going to jump around because there's so much here, and you're probably more chronologically logical than I am. But it's like a kit in a candy store the evidence, the information, the reality that you so well articulated about we should be terrified no matter which end of the political spectrum you're on is absolutely right so we move forward now and by the way now even the fbi has admitted that the laptop is absolutely authentic finally and there's i'm sure there's political reasons why they had to do that given the indictments given the pressure being put on them now somewhat from the inside but those 51 intel officers now the fbi even the fbi has come forward and say, yes, it's legitimate, so forth and so on. By the way, the FBI knew that this laptop was legitimate back in, in 2019. 2019. And you would think, maybe not given how dishonest they were to begin with, but here I am thinking from my point of view, you would think at this point, maybe one of those 50 women would step up and say, hey, you know what, I was totally wrong three and a half years ago when I signed that letter, I should have done some research, blah, blah, blah. I should have done some more vetting, but I was wrong. And yes, I don't believe that one person has come forward with any statement along those lines. Am I wrong? If they have, I'm unaware of it. As far as I know, not a single one of them has had the integrity to stand up. That's the word integrity. He talked about that a minute ago, that your integrity is everything. And in in that line of work, it's everything, and we have not seen that exhibited. So about six months ago, Sam, six, seven months ago, we had some IRS whistleblowers come forward and testified openly to Congress and behind closed doors, but certainly there were some, there was uh, open hearings as well. And they knew the laptop, then they were investigating because of the tax fraud. The, the tax allegations against Hunter Biden. This is why they had a nexus to this investigation. And they testified saying that the FBI knew it was real then, and they had tons of information. They actually said in public that they had inf- information that not only implicated Hunter Biden in multiple felonies, but also his father. Now, this is what they said and still we have had this pushback can you speak to any of that from what you've seen on the laptop about what things actually implicate not only Hunter Biden but his father the current president of the United States in illegal in my opinion probably treasonous behavior
1: yeah well all kinds of communications many of which have been discussed but look the again the, the essence of what is on that laptop in in my view, it's not the hookers and the cocaine, and it's not even tax violations and all other stuff. And if you want let's, let's not ignore the elephant in the room. If you will, the laptop is filled with communications from foreigners. Let's just hone in on the Chinese Communist Party from guys who are known entities, who are all tied directly to the hierarchy of the Chinese Communist Party. And many of them directly to Chinese intelligence, Chinese spies, directly in contact with Hunter, and sending money to Hunter, and all we're talking. I think the best estimate we've seen is a minimum of thirty-one million dollars coming from China, is China, to a guy Hunter, who, as Giuliani has said, is clearly the bag man. Right there's. You got an entity, CEFC China Energy, okay, one of the principal elements. CEFC China Energy is not an energy company. It's not a commercial company. It doesn't produce a product. It doesn't do anything. It's a Chinese intelligence front company, and that's no. It exists for one purpose. It exists to buy foreign officials and influential people in other countries. What the Chinese call a we capture. That's its business. Again, this is known, established, right? Federal government has said this. We've prosecuted and put people in prison from CFC China. University. Okay, they exist for one purpose. They're funneling tens of millions of dollars to a guy who is the bag man and, the, at this point, the vice president's son. Now, as I think I told you when we were talking offline the other day, right, the FBI knew all this not just because they had the laptop, but because they were actually investigating one of the key guys in CEFC China Energy who went by the name Patrick Ho in the United States. So in other words, the FBI was well aware of what CEFC China Energy was, aware enough that they were conducting a very high-level counterintelligence investigation. They were focused on CEFC China Energy's number one guy in the States, Patrick Ho. They were on his phones. They had him under physical surveillance at various points. They're reading his emails. They're reading his texts. They're listening to his voicemails. Because they're investigating him for contact with a whole bunch of people. In fact, we prosecuted him and put him in prison for bribing and buying foreign officials on U.S. soil. So in that context, the FBI discovers that Ho is also in contact with Hunter Biden. And doing the exact same thing with Hunter that he's doing with these foreign officials, funneling money, a known Chinese Intel guy whose whole mission is to buy foreign officials who they ultimately prosecute and put in prison for doing that. They discover he is in contact with Hunter and obviously handing him millions and millions of dollars and Hunter, has no discernible skills other than using coke and hanging out with hookers. So that money is not staying in Hunter's pocket. You would think every red light in the bureau would go off. And they would say, okay, wait a second, guys. Yeah, Patrick Coe is buying the president of Uganda, which, by the way, they did, in fact, put him in prison for. But that's beside the point Because it sure looks like he's buying and or has bought the Vice President of the United States. And they know all this, not just from the laptop, but because, again, they are on on Patrick Ho's phones. You know the drill, right? They've got warrants. If he communicates in any fashion, they see both ends of it, what he's sending and what he's receiving. They got the whole shooting match. They suddenly discover What could be the biggest counterintelligence threat in the history of the United States of America? You would think they would be bringing special agents on special assignment from every field office across the United States to work this case. And that as Joe decides to run for president, and the possibility of a real Manchurian candidate looms. That would become even more a screaming priority. Wait a second, boys. We could have a guy owned by Beijing getting ready to sit down in the Oval Office. And what do they do? They do exactly the opposite. They just sit on the laptop. They don't. There's no counterintelligence investigation of hunter, no counterintelligence investigation of Joe. To this day, right? It's four years later. To all appearances, there is no ongoing counter investigation.
0: It uh, for anybody who's, I think, objective and, and fair-minded, and we all have to come to terms sometimes with a position we may hold, a person that we may support, even a family member that we love, with the fact that there are things going on that are at odds with our personal values, that are at odds with the law. So for anybody's objective, who's fair-minded, who has integrity, who's honest with themselves, first and foremost, you would think that they would look at this information and say, look, I want Joe Biden or I want the Democrat party, whatever it is, to be in office, but this is a bridge too far. And not only have we not seen that in the press, But we've actually seen the opposite because most likely, Sam, if you're aware of this at the level you are, which is very deep in the weeds, we know there are people on the other side of the political spectrum who have the same information and who have the same ability to discern fact from fiction who are still going down this road, who are still perpetuating this fantasy. That, number one, early on, that the laptop wasn't real. Now that it's at least accepted it's real, we don't hear any Mayakopa. We don't hear any anything. We don't even hear a justification for why, hey, we thought it was fake for a long time. It's now silent. It's completely silent. We don't hear any of that, let alone understand your admission of how dangerous this is to national security as you said earlier, that we should be frightened, we should be terrified about what's going on if the FBI is actually part of this effort to suppress information that truly could be devastating to national security. We don't know how compromised Joe Biden or other people may be. And by the way, not only in the Democrat Party, I think this goes out so to both absolutely. parties i want to be clear and i want to be fair about that i want to be fair yep. there are plenty of people i've actually spoken about certainly to 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 other people but probably even the podcast going back the last year and a half or so about people in the republican party who i think are compromised as well but right now we're talking about the executive of the chief executive of this country that came in commander-in-chief and No compromising can be more dangerous, obviously, than the commander-in-chief. So that's why we're focused on this right now. I want to ask you a little more about Patrick Ho, because he said, when we talked about this offline last week, again, it was another revelation to me. I'd read read a lot about the laptop, but then I went in and started looking at him. He told me about him specifically. So you made the point about about warrants, about phone taps, things like this. And this is how some of our biggest cases in American history have been broken when you're actually focusing on the warrants for something and then you actually obtain information that is of an illegal nature, behavior. And of course, that's all admissible. This seems like this one piece of the puzzle Patrick Ho, the fact the FBI had gone after him vigorously, and, and I think rightfully, when it didn't involve a particular political figure here. But when we see that, they, they back off. In other words, it gets worse and worse. It's not like the FBI was just negligent. They were just lackadaisical. They weren't doing their job. They didn't listen carefully to the, to the, the wiretap or didn't read the emails. They were engaged in this type of investigation. As long as it involved another entity, not in American politics, but when it came to this, then they turned a blind eye into just how bad is it, Sam, when we see this type of behavior? And by the way, part B to that long, long question is who, in your opinion, is behind this influencing of, of the FBI to be this nefarious? Yeah. Well, superb question. And one that
1: I turn over in my head all the time, right? Because you would, you you hope to God that the answer is not that the rot is down to the level of the rank and file. As an old CIA guy, as I think I said to you the other day, I'm required to say disparaging things about the Bureau, just like the Bureau is required to say disparaging things. about. By the the way, I want to chime
0: in. in. That's like like the California Highway Patrol and LAPD. and We have the same relationship. So although we love each other when the crap hits the fan, but other than that, I get it. Precisely.
1: Precisely. Right. Um, anytime the FBI calls a press conference, we are like, yeah, that's cool. We've been running the op for five years and now you guys stand up in front of the camera and take credit for it. Congratulations. Okay, but that's brothers giving each other garbage. Right. The bottom line is I've worked with a lot of special agents and you know, guys and gals who put their lives on the line and do superb stuff and I have great respect for the organization. So I hope the answer is not, that the rot has gotten down to the working level. But clearly, in order for the Bureau to walk by this, ignore it, bury it, you have to have the very highest levels of the organization, right? You're not conducting a counterintelligence investigation, looking into how the Chinese are buying the president of Uganda and some officials from Chad, which is what the case was and then you discover that this thing connects directly to the vice president of the United States, you don't do that and then say at the working level, make the determination about what we're going to do. about this, Right. That's not how that works. That goes immediately to the top and is briefed to literally the most senior guys to the head of the bureau, because this is as big as it gets, man, what are we going to do? So, the key claim that somehow or another this got lost in the shuffle. This was a decision that had to be made from the very top. The guy who was in charge of the counterintelligence investigation was focused on Ho and CEFC, China Energy, Chinese intelligence, elite capture operations, buying in influence operations inside the United States, was a guy named Charlie McDonnell. So Charlie McGonigal was the head of counterintelligence in the New York field office, okay, so the New York field office, the FBI is the biggest field office by far in the United States. And New York is a hotbed of espionage activities for a whole bunch of reasons in particular, because the United nations is there. So two thirds of the guys who are Russian diplomats in air quotes, who get sent to the United nations are spies and that goes for everybody. And not that we don't do the same thing to everybody else. They come here, they got diplomatic credentials. They get out of jail free card if they get caught doing something on our soil. The worst that happens is they get sent home. And they run rampant. And of course, New York is, by, by virtue of the United Nations, filled with foreign officials. So it's a happy hunting ground. All of that is by way of saying, if you're the head of FBI counterintelligence at the New York field office, you're basically the top spy hunter in the United States, on our side. That's what that post is, because of the significance of New York. So Charlie McGonigal is at the pinnacle of our counterintelligence apparatus. He's head of FBI counterintel in New York field office. He's running the Patrick Ho investigation. During the timeframe when the laptop is revealed and they discover all these connections, and Charlie goes off and meets with a Albanian guy who works for CEFC China Energy. So just to connect the dots, because I know I'm throwing out a lot of info very fast. He's in he Charlie's running the investigation, investigating CEFC China Energy, which is Chinese espionage. And he goes off and meets with a guy who works for the that entity that he's investigating. And he takes a massive bribe. I think it's like $250,000. Don't quote me on the exact amount. And the whole case shuts down. And in regard to the Bidens, they never go down the rabbit hole. Now that's not conspiracy theory. That's not Sam made that up. Charlie pled and went to prison and admitted to taking the bribe. So there's no ambiguity about the meeting and who he met with and how much money he took. The press, back to this point you were mentioning earlier, has reported all of this, but only really discussed the fact that the Albanian at one point worked for some Russian oligarch. His entire connection to CEFC China Energy is just dismissed and swept under the rug. You can find it online. and It's, again, fact. Unknown, but they've done their best to conceal that. Now, again, look, in the real world, the simplest explanation, right, is usually the best one. You're investigating Chinese intelligence. You're investigating a front company. You get to the point where you're talking, where you've discovered that, hey, these guys are also in contact with the Bidens and then the guy running your investigation takes a big, fat bribe from the guys he's investigating, and the whole case gets buried. Now, if there's another explanation for that, other than what is obvious, I'm all ears. I would love to hear what the explanation is. Like, Is this just coincidence you shut down the op at the same time you were taking Massive amounts of money from the guys you're investigating. Okay. If so, sure, explain that to me because on the face of it, it looks like what I think it is. You got paid to look the other way and go away man, and it worked.
0: Fascinating. It keeps getting uh, deeper and deeper with the corruption, by the way. And that's a case where like you, I hope this is, it's, it's orchestrated only from the top but this is a case where it wasn't actually at the top. This is an individual actually tempted by a payoff and taking it, things like this. By the way, who knows? There there may have been more than the than the offer of money. It's like you take this or take something else. You never know at this level. I, I just I don't put anything past, I don't put anything past the people that are trying to manipulate what the American people are aware of what they can read, what they can see. I don't put anything past them, Sam. And I wouldn't have said that five years ago. I would not have. I've always been a little bit of a skeptic with big government. Yeah. But now it's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. This is, I said, there's so, Well, let, go ahead. Let me, let me add no. this. I apologize.
1: McGonagall is the chief of counterintelligence for the New York field office. As he said before, basically that makes him the top. In terms of an actual operational guy, he's the top spy hunter we have. Okay, now he's taking money, big chunks of change, from foreign interests. Let's just leave everything else aside. Understand, if we could recruit and gain access to a guy at the equivalent level Mm -hmm. in China or Russia and get this guy taking money from us and cooperating with us, you're talking about the coup of the century because Charlie's not just investigating the Bidens. Charlie, by virtue of his access and his seniority, he sees probably more or less everything regarding American counterintelligence and largely intelligence activities worldwide. You have punched a hole into our apparatus at a senior level. This is not just only about the mines. Like Charlie's, every tech op that's running in New York, every embassy we bugged every russian intel guy that works for us every chinese guy that works for us inside their intel apparatus charlie knows all of that so this is a coup this is unprecedented i'm not sure we have ever recruited a guy at that level in foreign intel apparatus this is and you find out this guy's taking money okay now Not only is the investigation of that need to be, does the investigation need to be the kind of thing where this guy gets debriefed for years on everything he did. But also, look, he didn't just show up one day and he was good as gold. And some Albanian dude said, hey, you want a quarter of a million dollars to sell your soul and go to work for the Chinese Intel apparatus? And he said, sure, what the heck, I'll do it. That's not how that works, man. Why would they think he would take that bribe? Why did he take that bribe? They they call up the head spy hunter of the U.S. government and just take a shot in the dark. They hand him a quarter of a million dollars. That's not how that play goes. They had a reason. How much other money right. has he taken? How, much, how many other things has this guy done? They didn't call up the top cop and say, let's just throw a bribe down on the table. Because the way that would play with the Albanian would be in right. prison and his whole outfit would be wrapped up. There's a whole bunch of directions this should have gone in terms of, good Lord, that's that piece alone could potentially be catastrophic. How long has he been selling himself to these people? How many other agents that we've lost? When we lost all those assets in China 10 years ago, was that really for the reason we thought it was, or did Charlie give him up? Instead, there seemed to be, seemed like no curiosity whatsoever. We convict him and sent him to prison for the immediate offense and show no desire of any kind to get to the bottom of that. Okay, yeah, he took this money, and who cares if he's been taking money for
0: 15 years and selling Well, it's a great explanation. It's a great illustration of why the swamp is real and, and again i it's not just today's shows but for years and years i have condemned people on both sides of the aisle for being part of not what i called the swamp years ago like most americans i picked that up from donald trump when he really he didn't coin the phrase but he certainly popularized it and he illustrated why it's true and he's absolutely right but the swamp is deep the swamp is broad and i think we all have to realize this it goes beyond what many people are focused on, like myself right now with this upcoming election, with the previous election, goes way beyond that, Sam, as I know you agree. One of the things I want to ask about this, and again, you've probably touched on three different topics that are worthy of a show unto themselves, and I mean that literally. The FAIR Act. Have you seen, have you witnessed information from that laptop yourself that not only clearly in in your opinion implicates implicates Hunter Biden as being a foreign agent and implicates his father as being part of that orchestra. Have you seen information to to your satisfaction that will support both of those allegations?
1: Yeah, with without question. Look, let's just grab a hold of an example, right? Because Because I get it. It gets real easy to get lost in this just morass of detail stuff. Okay, so we're talking about CEFC China Energy, which is clearly, which is not a commercial entity, right? It's a front company. In intelligence terms, that means I can't go running around Washington, D.C. saying I'm a Chinese spy and I'd like to recruit you. I got to have cover. So... My cover is I'm a businessman, except I'm not a businessman. I don't produce anything. I don't buy anything. I don't sell Well, the only thing I buy is influence. That is a platform that allows me to hand money to people to buy them. That's what I'm doing. CEFC China Energy is known. All these connections to senior CCP guys, Chinese Communist Party guys, Chinese intel, again, all documented, not controversial. Again, they prosecuted Patrick Ho. We prosecuted him and put him in prison for doing this. Part of that case, all predicate to that case was he's a spy. He works for the Chinese. Okay, so this is the Chinese government. This is not a commercial entity. Hunter is at one point the lawyer for these guys. He's not actually doing any legal work, but he's taking money. He's on their payroll. Hunter rents office space in Alexandria, right up the river from D.C., to share with CEFC China Energy. Hunter gets an office in that space for his father, who is getting ready to step down from being the vice president. Hunter gets keys to that office for his dad. It's all set up to put dad's name on the door. This is a Chinese intelligence front company operating in the nation's capital to buy our officials. Hunter is on their formal payroll, and dad is, it's unclear whether he actually ever moved into that office, but the intention is dad's going to physically occupy office space and share it with Chinese spies, right? The former vice president is going to move in. Patrick Ho is going to be there, the guy who goes to prison for espionage, And two doors down in the same office suite is going to be Joe Biden. So I don't know. I don't know how much clearer it has to get that you're working hand in glove with and for the Chinese government. Come on, man, to use a Bidenism, right? When he steps out of the White House, they create at the University of Pennsylvania the Penn Biden Center, Mm -hmm. which is... And all of a sudden, University of Pennsylvania is awash in tens of millions of dollars of money coming right. from China. That to this day, they won't explain who gave it to them or for what. And all the Penn Biden Center does is produce propaganda. If Xi Jinping says it and the CCP says it, Penn Biden Center puts out dovetails with that perfectly. They They are a propaganda arm. Joe Biden's, that's his center, this thing that's a wash, in money coming directly from the Chinese government, producing Chinese propaganda. By the way, just for the cherry on top, years later, they find stacks of classified documents in his office space at the right. university. I don't know how much more evidence you need that the guy you could is taking money from and acting on behalf of the Chinese government. I suppose if you want to get down in the weeds and really quibble, you can say, okay, so yeah, he's compromised and he broke the law. What did he actually do? And we can then say, explore that issue. But I don't think any reasonable person who's actually looking at this act can say, can claim that this guy wasn't an agent of a foreign power. Absolutely was. Yes. Well,
0: Sam, of course, I I agree with you. And you made the point that. Well I guess if you get down to the weeds and try to explain this away, things like that, you and I were in law enforcement, you're Intel law enforcement for a long time. If you have to work that hard to explain yes. something away, as you said earlier, usually what appears to be accurate is accurate. and I'm, I'm paraphrasing what you said, but the simplest explanation is usually the correct one. I think that was much closer to what you said, and that's the truth. When you have to work so hard to explain something away, there's a reason you have to do that. Like you said, you did put a a cherry on top because that's really a really gets a good spot to end. With the exception of this next question, where do we go from here, Sam? What do you foresee? Is there any other revelation in the sense Mm -hmm. of impact or effect from the laptop? in a legal or a political sense, or has it run its course now either with Hunter Biden, with Joe Biden? And by the way, I don't think either of us really give a damn about Hunter Biden. We're more concerned about what effect he had with national security or has the national security. But do you see anything else, any revelations, any more, any future impact with this laptop? Well, I would hope so. And look, I'm going to echo something that you
1: said earlier. Where my political leanings are, I think, is self-evident by, by virtue of what I've said. But ultimately, this is not a Democratic or a Republican thing. It's an American thing. And to be crystal clear, I don't think Joe Biden's the only guy who's been compromised by the Chinese communists. And I don't think the only people who've been compromised by the Chinese communists are Democrats. Agreed. As you said earlier, this is a problem that cuts across party lines. This is a huge issue. They, the term elite capture is their term. They do it on an industrial scale. They buy people. They buy control of countries. And they have done this all over the world. Again, by the way, anytime this happens in Czechoslovakia or in Africa, you could go online and read open source unclassified. We talk about it all day, every day. The only time we don't talk about it is mysteriously when it's happening on our own soil. So we don't dispute the fact that they do. What I would hope would happen would be this. Let's assume there's a Trump administration. I would hope that a new FBI director would say, I want you to grab a hold of this laptop and all the other information that exists from all sources. And I want you to run this to ground. We can't put this in the past. That doesn't mean I'm preordaining the result. Conduct an actual law enforcement intelligence investigation. And if it ultimately turns out that the Chinese handed a whole bunch of money to Joe, but they didn't get very much in return, or it turns out there's some innocent explanation, I cannot imagine what that is. Whatever, man, just do what you're supposed to do. Go follow the facts. Don't preordain the result and then produce a report. And if that report leads to prosecution, it leads to prosecution. But let's not just say, we'll never know. Let's get to the bottom of this. Who knows what other information exists out there at this time that we're not privy to. Presumably, we still have some sources on the ground in communist China. Who knows what information we may have from those sources. If Joe's doing stuff, if there's an op here and Joe is being run by the Chinese and played by the Chinese, somebody at the Chinese end of that may very well have been talking about it for some time. and Just not. told.
0: It's a great summation, Sam Faddis. You are a pleasure to speak with, and you are certainly a, an educator as far as I'm concerned. Uh, every time I talk with you, whether it's on or offline, I learn something new and it's a great place to be in life. It really is to know I can reach out to you and actually get educated. And I know the audience feels the same way. God bless you. I'm looking forward to the next time that we talk. And thank you so much. We get a lot of great feedback from you, Sam. And I can, and I certainly know why. So we'll talk next time. You stay safe and take care my friend.